0: And welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute,
1: the podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host Erin. I'm
1: your co-host James.
0: And it's minute eighty. Mm-hmm. This movie is almost over.
1: Can't hardly waity.
0: Yep, that's a thing you just said.
1: That is a rhyme that contains the title.
0: Mm-hmm. I have it Nothing beginning more. with uh, "We'll pretend it's okay." Mm-hmm. and going through uh, girlfriend number one yawning in her sleep okay
1: okay well before we move any further Erin it's time to revisit a segment from earlier in the week we need to do the thrilling conclusion of Can't Hardly Wait Minute Theater Part 2 The Can't Hardly Wait Reckoning Hmm. Um, alright so we have one more Mary the Crying Drunk Girl uh, scene to do are you ready?
0: I am all right, in
1: the backyard during the police raid, a cop says,
0: uh, Miss, for the last time, stop crying
1: and give me your name and address. But I already told you, my name is Mary Hampson and I live at 1781 Norfolk. <laughs> well. The specificity of those lines uh-huh. is just so, and I know that it's because they're new to me. So it's like I'm experiencing like a bonus track from this this album that I love. Yes, it is so on point. She's my favorite character of this director's cut thing that never existed. Yep, I love. But I already told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, so yep. Let's uh, and that's probably the end of uh. Can't hardly wait minute theater. Unless, I mean, but who knows? Because who knows? We still have
0: 21 minutes left in this movie.
1: It could be that there's a whole deleted scene where the angel and girl whose party it is start a donut shop. Yep. We don't know.
0: It it, it could be. Who knows?
1: The X-Files have jumped William or Billy or Willie or Bill mm-hmm. and Mike. That's it. Just Mike. Yep. Um, <laughs> They chloroform them. I wrote mm-hmm. Choloform them, which is... Not the same thing.
0: I've written a number of things that autocorrect got. Uh, apparently, Mike and William did not go to the pool house. They went to the poor house.
1: Oh, well, that's a different movie.
0: Yep. <laughs> that That's Can't Hardly Wait by Charles Dickens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was the best of times. It was graduation day. Um, So they chloroform them. And I just want to reiterate how quickly this chloroform works and how quickly chloroform doesn't actually work like that. I'm just glad you're
0: going to do this because myth-bust. I, for one, don't know. <laughs>
1: It does I I don't know from personal experience cops but um if you are trying to make someone disappear I might speculate that chloroform takes longer than I thought it would. I mean then you think you might think it would, then you might think it would. Um no, but it I have read that it's not a sort of instant knockout gas sort of deal. It's more of a It's noxious fumes and then you pass out. So like Interesting. Yeah.
0: So like um, you would have time to fight it?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean and I've heard it's like Hold on. Let's see if there's a quick and easy answer. Okay. All right. NSA, I'm doing it for a podcast, so just chill out. Yes. How long does it take for chlamydia to show up? Wow. Well. All right. I wrote, how long does it take for CHL? Number one, for chlamydia to show up. Number two, for chlamydia to go away. Number three, (laughs) for chloroform to work. Number four,
0: for chlamydia symptoms to show (laughs) So I sense a theme, and chloroform (laughs) isn't it. (laughs) No. no. All right.
1: Um, So uh, it takes five minutes of inhaling an item soaked in chloroform to render a person unconscious.
0: Cool. Well, guess what the X-Files don't spend five minutes doing?
1: Uh, I mean, almost anything at all. But specifically, I think you're referring to chloroforming.
0: Yes. They do not spend five minutes holding the chloroform Two Mike and Williams faces.
1: Wait a minute though, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. Um, recent clubs tabs, this is my favorite thing on Google. I closed it. It says most criminal cases involving chloroform also involve another drug being co administered, such as alcohol or diazepam. What if it works extra fast because they're drunk?
0: That could be. So now you have to Google does chloroform work faster if you're drunk?
1: All right. Does chlamydia. No, I'm joking. Does chloroform. (laughs) Does chlamydia
0: show up more often? Work. Yes, probably.
1: Oh, this. I don't like these Google searches. Oh. Does chloroform work on dog? Does chloroform work on animals? What?
0: (laughs) Bad Google.
1: Alcohol. That's a bad Google. Mmm. It doesn't say. Don't drink it. I mean. That's just good. That's just good, uh. Don't drink most things is a good rule of thumb. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they take off all their clothes. Um, the X-Files, I'm just going to do some definite reference here.
0: Yep. The
1: X-Files take off the clothes of William and, um, and Mike.
0: Yeah. They pull their pants down around their ankles, but leave their underwear on. Mm-hmm. They remove, I believe, remove William's shirt and pull Mike's up, like, to his armpits. Because his shirt is still definitely on when they place the snowball pastries on his nipples. So
1: I'm so glad that you knew this because I always forget that I know that this is not a foam ball. Mm-hmm. Every time I think it's a foam ball when they place them on their nipples. Right. And then they take a bite out of one. Yes. And then my brain goes, oh, weird. Is that some sort of like gross apple, like rotten apple candy something? My mind never goes to snowballs, because that is not part of my experience, but I did look it up on Wikipedia, so I'd like to tell you a little bit about snowballs, if I may.
0: You've never had snowballs? I don't think so. I find them quite delicious.
1: Well, I find them quite intriguing.
0: Yeah, I do recommend them if you are a fan of chocolate and marshmallow and coconut. I do like all of those things. You have to like all of those things.
1: Okay. Um, All right, so they were first introduced in 1947, Hostess... Attributes their initial popularity to Americans being released from the flour and sugar rationing during during World War II. We can have pastries again, <laughs> snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the cakes were colored white and lacked the cream filling, so they were literally just like balls of pe- just balls of balls um, of flour chocolate sugar. cake. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, they were colored white. Maybe it was like white chocolate. The cream. Well, the...
0: well, so it, it it's chocolate cake. Yeah. Covered in marshmallow and rolled in coconut.
1: So probably that was what it was. And they were just okay. colored white because they didn't color the coconut.
0: Yeah. Now the, now the coconut tends to be colored pink and they're right. filled with like a cream filling like a Twinkie is.
1: When the accent on cream is pointing towards the M, that's creme, right? Creme. Yes. Okay. So the creme filling was added oh, in geez. 1950. Okay. A little later, <laughs> Wikipedia with the specificity... A little later, the pink coloring was added to the shredded coconut in one of the two cakes in each package. But eventually, the company decided that it was more efficient to have both cakes the same color. And they decided to color both both cakes in each package pink. I want to see the scene where someone successfully pitched, no, 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 we're going to color one of them pink. Yep. <laughs> and then they did it. Until someone's like, wait a minute. We don't need to have two separate vats of, of coconut. One is pink and one is not pink. If we just have them all be white or all be pink, and that guy was like, "No, come on, let's have them each be a different color." Mm-hmm. I'm like, Harold, you're weird. And that guy uh, was Harry Truman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that now you know the rest of the story. So then I didn't write this down, but they also around holidays they they would color them different colors, like um, and sometimes call them different names, like they call them hoppers and they color them purple during spring, AKA uh, Easter, like yeah, an Easter bunny. Um, they're like black or orange around around Halloween, and they're called like glow
0: balls. Orange, I can see, but black seems like it would just do horrible things to the way your mouth looks after yeah. you eat it.
1: Yeah, and so forth and so on. Green, I think they also do green around St. Patrick's Day, stuff like that. Yeah. So then I found this other thing, which is that in the 1997 X Files episode Tempest Fugit. Fox Mulder and Dana Scully are eating at a restaurant. Mulder has arranged for the restaurant staff to sing "Happy Birthday" to you to Scully while delivering a pink snowball with a sparkler on it to her at her at their table. Oh, my head cannon! This aspect of the plan is a direct reference to that episode of X Files. William and the two X Files watched that and were like, "We're gonna use snowballs when we get Mike back because yeah. we love Dana Scully." Yep, and the truth is out there, and the truth is snowballs. Yeah, um, but the for real, I'm snowballs. wondering if if uh, Harry Elfont, Deborah Dan- De- Kaplan were like watching X because it would have been right. It's right in that sweet spot where they could have been watching X Files right before they started writing Can't Hardly Wait. So
0: right, see, I had chalked that one up to the uh, props department.
1: Mm. It's a weird thing to do, because what is the is the we, we should we should probably have some sort of a discussion about how this is supposed to be humiliating, right? Um, well,
0: okay. So are are can we can we do that now, um, or are you still have, telling me about snowballs? Nope, so That's all. That's all. That's all about snowballs. Okay. So my first note is what the hell are they putting on their bodies, and I have a list. Okay. So they put a small bottle of what I initially thought was hand sanitizer, but I think it must be lube. Hashtag 2020, right, yep. In one of, their, one of their pockets, probably Mike's pocket. The snowball pastries on Mike's nipples. Mm-hmm. A single latex glove draped across someone's thigh. Yep. Pantyhose on William's head. Right. And a rubber squeaky squid, question mark? Yeah. In his mouth. It looks a lot like we had these um pool toys that are like the things you throw in and they sink to the bottom and they were squids. Yeah. It looks like that but it's definitely like if you mixed that with like a rubber chicken. Yeah. Like I have to think it it almost seems like it might be a dog toy. Mm, okay. And there is a magnifying glass. Mm. But it looks like a fancy magnifying glass like maybe somebody did like some Sherlock Holmes co- cosplay at some point and had this right. left over and then Later in the minute, we see Mike clutching a whisk, like the kitchen implement.
1: So you didn't say the thing that has always confounded me, but you did describe it as being placed in William's mouth. Okay. I have always thought that that is being placed between, betwixt someone's uh, butt cheeks.
0: I don't...
1: I have never seen a face. And what could be happening is that it could be that the pantyhose on William's Head is being looked at from like above, yes, and so I have always seen that as pants, okay, and then the mouth is,
0: yeah, because it can't possibly be between Mike's butt cheeks because Mike is on his back because we see the snowballs on his nipples. Hold on, I'm gonna go back, yeah. This week on Can't Hardly Wait Minute, Aaron can finally
1: conclude how wrong james's viewing experience is <laughs> oh every i'm so time. sorry
0: <laughs> no 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 we want to be
1: accurate here is the thing yep
0: that was william's head right
1: yeah because it was the pantyhose on the head yeah always 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 been confused about what they are doing with that like dog toy yeah yeah it's either i think it is on the spectrum of dog toy through weird dildo situation
0: yes Yeah, I think the implication is that that is what it is being used for, I guess. I don't know. I can't figure out what half of this, like, the lube, okay. Latex glove, I mean, I guess, but it's not like it's on one of their hands. It's just there. Well, yeah. The pantyhose on William's head is a strange choice. The whisk is weird. Yeah. The snowball pastries on his nipples, I mean, I guess... I would have gone for like chocolate syrup or whipped cream, something that's not just going to roll off if he shifts weird. So I I, I described this as what is essentially the
1: contents of Kenny's backpack, which I thought was, it sent me on a brief like diversion to like, what if they stole Kenny's backpack or somehow ended up with Kenny's backpack at some point, and that is what they used. But now that we're talking about what these specific things are, Mm -hmm. it's like they saw Kenny's backpack went home and tried to reconstruct it from memory with stuff
0: they already had in their house. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because they couldn't have stolen Kenny's backpack because it's locked in the upstairs bathroom He still Kenny. has it. Exactly. Exactly. And they, pl- they have been planning this out for so long that there's no way that they saw it, went home, Right. got the bag no, yeah, yeah, together. Of course. Yeah. of course. But no, you're right that it does seem like that is...
1: It's certainly supposed to make us think of Kenny's backpack.
0: Like, someone described to them what a sex backpack would contain. Yeah. And then they tried to reconstruct it from memory a few weeks later with stuff they found in William's basement.
1: Exactly. Um, The other thing that occurs to me is this is a uh, posed sex scene made by two people and planned by three people, none of which had had sex ever before. Uh Uh-huh. And certainly had backwards, at the very least, being very generous, ideas of what that would be for two guys. Yes. So, yeah, it's, rid- uh, it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, aside from the fact that their pants are down. Right. There's nothing in this scene that says, yeah, these guys boned. Yeah. And honestly, even their pants being down isn't quite enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is totally a sex thing.
1: I would think, here's my thought, not this is a sex thing, Not the cop's reaction, which is approximately a sex thing. We'll get to that next week. Mm -hmm. My thought would be, kids are idiots.
0: Yep. (laughs) And that's it.
1: Yep. (laughs) Is this some sort of meme? Is this like a TikTok thing?
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Everybody is going to listen to this episode and then immediately go make weird, can't hardly wait inspired TikToks. And we'll go viral. Tag
1: us in them.
0: Yes, please. I'm not on
1: TikTok. TikTok. I am, but I don't remember what, at what, tag Dantendo64 on yes. TikTok, and they will tell us uh, if that happens.
0: For a variety of reasons. For a variety of
1: reasons. <laughs> tell them we sent you just so that it doesn't look like a a weird attack. Like yeah. It wouldn't, but also, let's just be safe here. Yeah. So, okay. So then they, then, the, the part of the plan is, then they start taking Polaroid pictures. Yes. Yeah. I just realized that there is a, it's a third, it's a second callback to when Mike Dexter entered the party with the jocks and those camera flashes were going mm-hmm. off. It's almost like then the camera flashes that were going off after the humiliation with Amanda were like a halfway point And this is like the end of this. It. It's yes. like the third iteration of pictures, how pictures, like pictures can be taken of you when you are esteemed, when you are humiliated and when... You want those the copies of those pictures. (laughs) And when you are unconscious. Right. Yeah. But I don't understand Yeah, I mean I guess we've covered like this isn't this is humiliating only if you are homophobic and also additionally dumb Mm -hmm. even past the dumbness of homophobia. Right. And I think that we touched on when we when they were talking about the plan, I think we talked about how the idea is not that they think it is funny or humiliating but that Mike Dexter will yes and so I I have to cling to that that they are like I don't know let's do whatever we are going to let him draw his own conclusions about what has transpired here right that's all I can I can give them because anything else is is ridiculous um I saw this uh this picture of Iggy Pop uh wearing a dress and he says I dress in women's clothing and I'm not ashamed of it because I don't think it's a bad thing to dress. I don't think being a woman is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it's sort of like that. It's like, what are you saying here? Like, it's like, huh, they look gay. Okay. So, so what? Like, it's yeah. like, and like, it's a dumb, and it's it's dumb, but I have to imagine that, that it is dumb, at least in part, because of Mike's. Perceived homophobia, yes, and only additionally by the three nerds, sort of societal ingrained homophobia, yeah, of 1998, yeah. I also just had a headcanon where Mike, even as he is a jerk and an idiot and uh, like a sort of a a jock dummy, is also an incredibly big advocate for gay rights, yeah, and is like just like th- like. People are like, yeah, but he like he is there every time he is. He is getting people to their cars. He is like, I love I love imagining aspects of Mike that are like contradictory to what we are presented. Here.
0: I like that, especially because then when he has called when he is called that homophobic slur and he gets upset about it, it's not yeah. that he's upset about being called that he's upset that the slur was used like someone called yeah. me this. That is a horrible word. Yeah, he says, why? Yeah. Why are the people at this party using
1: that word? Why can't we remove that from our language, people? Yeah. It's hate. It's a hate-filled word, and I just I can't understand why. That's my new headcanon for Mike. Yeah. I, the Mike Redemption headcanon is solid.
0: I wonder uh, if yeah. I would want Mike to be redeemed so much if if it was someone other than Peter Facinelli playing him because I find Peter Facinelli just so adorable and delightful mm-hmm. that I want Peter Facinelli to be redeemed. I don't care about Mike Dexter. I want Peter right. Facinelli to go out as a good guy.
1: My own preferences and 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 it almost it's to almost a fault. I'm like I just love seeing people portrayed in ways that you think you know who they are and then they are Way better than that, yeah, and I, I love that, but yeah, I mean, Mike Dexter. If he was the real Mike, the real Mike Dexter, mm-hmm. I use air quotes, you know, this Philadelphia suburb jock senior 18 year old boy mm-hmm. in 1998, yeah, he's an idiot, yeah, and he's probably incredibly homophobic and yeah, not great. But in our heads, the Mike Dexter is played by Peter Facinelli, adorable, buff, and also beautiful uh Peter Facinelli
0: who has a black eye because his baby punched him in the face <laughs>
1: Oh man that's so that's so cute I haven't seen that that's that's adorable
0: Oh yeah no you hadn't I thought you told me about that I... in when you were telling me about Peter Facinelli There are some scenes that are shot specific ways because the makeup could not cover up the black eye that Peter Facinelli had from his baby accidentally hitting him in the eye That
1: that was not me, but I love that and yeah. I'm so glad that you were bringing that up that's amazing yeah so but I like to imagine super ally uh, Mike Dexter or like this sends him on the path of like it is ridiculous where this country is right now and right he just like goes <sighs> I want to say whole hog but like I don't want to yeah he goes like he full like he'd all in oh uh, he's all in yeah yeah exactly yeah so all right so then. They find their flashlights.
0: Mm-hmm. And they realize what they've done.
1: <laughs> William is one of the people they have, and I used air quote. I used quotes here, humiliated. Yep. And then uh, the last thing I have is about the line, let's get out of here. So they say, let's get out of here. Do you know about let's get out of here? No. Is the last thing you have about Klepto Kid? Yeah. Okay, that's the last thing I have. I just was sure that we, that was in the next minute. Oh, Okay. yeah, no. So the second to last thing I have is about the phrase, let's get out of here. Okay. Which Um, my dad told me about uh, early on and then there's a Simpsons episode where uh, Marge is at this like spa like away from her kids and family just sort Mm -hmm. of it's called Rancho Relaxo and she's watching Thelma and Louise on TV but the only clip we see is let's get out of here Thelma K Louise let's get out of here is according to a Trivial Pursuit question which I love being cited I found this from TVTropes.com is the second most often used stock phrase in movies right after I love you. Oh. And then I also have a clip which I will include in the episode notes, and I'll tweet it too. Someone put together like a three-minute YouTube video of like like 25 to 30 different Let's Get Out of Here's from movies across the ages. Oh, wow. It is um, impressive, and there are some where it's like, that that they said it like three times in that movie like yeah. they keep going back to this like Marlon Brando movie and I'm like I mean now I will say that many Marlon Brando movies to my untrained eyes sort of look the same sure but yeah but so it, it's really cool to see it like just all across the way and it's 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 sort of my favorite part of the internet in this regard where it's like something like you know what they, they say a lot is let's get out of here alright we're gonna start stitching some stuff together yep <laughs> so <laughs> Um, yes. So that is Let's Get Out of Here, and then I only have one more note, and I believe it is the same thing you have.
0: Yes, uh, we see Kleptomaniac guy leaving the house, and Mm -hmm. he gets into a police car, and he backs it out of the driveway and drives off. (laughs) I
1: love it so much. Yep. Because he has committed to this life. Yep. He is about this life in a way that, like, lesser people would would have not gone gone all in on the uh, Kleptomania thing, but Mm -hmm. he... Is like they left their door open. I assume want he doesn't
0: it. have a name on IMDb. He does not have a name <sighs> on IMDb. What do you I don't think believe his name he even is? has like a link. Um, I think his name is Howard. Howard
1: is good. I want his name to be Sherman, but that's for other uh, reasons.
0: Yeah, same. Um, I could yeah. also see him as like so, an Alex. I think because he mm. kind of reminds me of that Alex kid from American Vandal. Right. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%.
1: I wanted to respond to someone hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent. It was Tracy about something. I wizard pictured searched one hundred percent, and I found something else. Actually, I think I sent her three wizard pictures in a row because I was in that place. Okay, but what I was actually searching for was one hundred percent from American Vandal season yeah. one. He steals a he steals a car. Yep, the cop car and drives off. Yep, and it drives off into the sunset. Frankly, pretty much. And then the minute ends. Yep that is it. And I think if you want to just uh, go ahead and steal the cop car of social media and drive it on to the end of the episode,
0: I would love to. So we have a Twitter account for the podcast. It is J E underscore minute movies. But if you would like to find us individually, I'm at unabashedly Aaron.
1: And I'm Matt Unabashed James.
0: We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For $2 a month, you can get access to a ton of great bonus content, including stuff from other shows that James and I do, stuff from shows that James and I don't do, written stuff, audio stuff. It's video stuff. video stuff. There is a lot of stuff. It is worth the price of admission you should consider going to check that out and uh, subscribing to our Patreon.
1: I love Patreon so much.
0: I think that's it for us. I think that's it. We have reached the end of the week. Our episodes Mm, this week have been either fairly short or fairly long, but that's Mm -hmm. just how time works. Time is fluid, like honeys. And
1: go, like hot dogs. Mm Mm-hmm.